0: Did you ever dream of being a voiceover actor? Cassandra Morris lends her voice to numerous characters from video games to top animated television series. We spoke to her on the phone about her time at NYU and her career in show business. I actually transferred to
1: NYU when I was a sophomore and i it was honestly some of the best years of my life. I loved going to NYU. Um, I loved the campus, I loved the people, I loved being in a huge university. Um, I, I just learned so much, and even while I was there, I like, knew that it was going by really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just tried to like, savor like, every class and every moment and every weekend, because it was, just, it was just the best time.
0: Were you acting while you were at NYU? Or?
1: I was. Um, I started acting professionally in New York when I was 14 years old. So um I grew up in Connecticut. So I knew that I wanted to go to school in New York so I could continue to act um while I was getting a degree. So I know that's like a pretty untraditional way to look at colleges, but um really? I just I kind of knew that NYU had like everything that um I really wanted. I wanted to study journalism and they had a great journalism program. So it was pretty much like the perfect school for me.
0: Yeah. Were you in any performances at NYU, or you were just kind of auditioning for outside roles?
1: Yeah, um, I wasn't in any shows at NYU. Um, It was just something, like, when I was at NYU, I was just kind of, like, concentrating on my studies there. Right. And I was kind of involved in um, the the Washington Square News. Like, I did some stuff for the newspaper, Um, you know, I... I, everything that I studied at NYU, like, kind of had to do with journalism. I didn't even take any acting classes when I was there, uh-huh. um, and then I kind of treated acting as my job mm-hmm. while I was at NYU. Um, yeah, so I would kind of like cater my schedule, my class schedule, so I could also go on auditions mm-hmm. in the afternoons.
0: And then after you graduated, um, did you stay in New York City and audition?
1: I I did. Well, I I moved back to Connecticut for a year. Um, just to, you know, my family's there and I just needed to save up money to move back to New York, but I was still like commuting to New York to go on auditions and stuff and do jobs when I could. Um, my first job was actually, my first non-acting job was in Connecticut, so it was kind of hard to juggle. But after a year, I moved back to New York and, um, I was freelancing, I was like freelance writing and then I was also acting.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And what kind of acting were you doing then?
1: I have always mostly done commercials and voiceovers. Okay. Um, yeah, voiceovers has just been kind of like my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every actor kind of has, like, their thing that they're really good at. Like, some people are film actors, some people are theater actors, and I just happened to be a really good voice actor. So even though I've done other things, like I've done a TV pilot, and I did a film, and I've done a ton of commercials, um, I've always booked a lot of voiceovers, so... Mm-hmm. That's kind of like where I concentrated all my energy, especially after I graduated NYU, because I was like, I really need to make a living now. Like, this can no longer be a hobby. Right. You know, I really, you know, I have to support myself. So, um, the best use of my time was going out on voiceover auditions, because those are the ones that I would book the most of.
0: Right, and you've done a, and you've done a ton of them. I was looking through your credits. Um, can you talk a little bit about sort of what a recording session is like?
1: Sure. So recording sessions are a little bit different depending on the type of project I'm working on. This summer I'm doing a lot of video games, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, we call them RPG video games, they're role-playing video games. Um, Those have a lot of dialogue and there are a lot of story arcs and there's like a main there's a main storyline, and then there are there are all these quests that you can go on, so like in addition to like the main story, there's all these like little tiny stories that happen mm-hmm. on the side um and it's really fun for the player it It provides like sixty to eighty hours plus of gameplay, so yeah. um, you know if if you're buying an RPG, you're really gonna get your money's worth because right. there's a lot to do. Um, so for those, the recording sessions are typically two to four hours. Um, this summer I've been doing four-hour video game sessions just because I'm doing these two characters. that They're the lead characters in the game, so they have almost 2,000 lines each. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so um, so I go in, they set me up with the mic, and then everything's digital now. Like, we don't even use paper scripts anymore. Uh-huh. So um, the script will literally be, like, on an oversized screen in front of me. And um, and the director has control over, like, what's on the screen. And they can edit the script as we're going, and they can scroll as we're going. Um, so for one of the games I'm working on, it's a Nintendo game, and it's from Japan. So everything has been recorded in Japanese first. Mm-hmm. So before every line, we'll reference the Japanese line. Like, we'll just listen to it and uh, see what they did. And then I'll do, the, I'll do the exact line in English twice. And then um, the director, and there's also a producer from Japan there, they'll either pick take A or take B, or they'll kind of, like, redirect me, mm-hmm. um, depending on what they want. For this particular game, they um, the character that I'm playing is a 13-year-old girl, and the Japanese did it very, like, cutesy, and she had a really high voice, and she got very excited a lot. But they kind of wanted to tone it down for the American English-speaking audiences because we don't really like respond to that, you know, as as well or right. as much as Japanese people do. Yeah, there's just like a cultural difference. So um, yeah, so that's that. So it's basically four hours of doing doing all those lines twice. But but that's just for a video game. I mean, it's different for radio commercial. It's different for if you're doing. An, an animated series that, um, hasn't been done before, um, like in an animated series recording, like oftentimes you'll get like the entire cast or like four or five people in the room all together and we'll literally just do the scenes live. Huh. So, and and that's nice because, you know, you get like a different energy there and right. uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just different.
0: And I imagine that this work is taking you uh, to many different places and, you know, conventions. And Can you talk a little bit about what that's like?
1: Yeah, so um, a, lot of, a lot of the work that I do, um, I do a lot of video games, I do a lot of anime series, and they actually have huge followings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this whole subculture of people that are, like, really into gaming or really into anime or they're really into, like, Japanese culture. So there are literally now conventions that happen every weekend all over America and now all over the world um, that are dedicated to video games and animation or even just Japanese culture. And um, they have started inviting voice actors like me out to the conventions to do panels and do signings and just basically do like meet and greets with fans. Which is kind of awesome because, um, you know, when I'm recording, it's just, like, me alone in a room with, like, the director and the producer and the engineer, and, you know, you're not, like, performing for anybody live, so you're kind of, like, never sure, like, who is going to hear this or see this or, like, how audiences are going to respond. Like, it's not like you're doing, like, a live play where, like, you know immediately if, if you're nailing it or not. Right. But, um... You know, when you go to a convention, all of a sudden you have hundreds of people who are telling you, you know, I really identified with this character, or I really like this character, or thank you for doing this, or, I don't it's just, it's just a really cool celebration of, you know, all the work that we do, and I don't know, it's kind of insane. I never thought that I would be doing anything like that.
0: So I'm a child of the 80s, and I saw on your IMDb page um, that they're bringing back Popples,
1: Yes, they are. <laughs> you talk
0: Do you about believe that? it?
1: Yeah. Um, so they're bringing back the Popples, <laughs> which was I watched Popples when I was little. And so my mom I, actually, yeah. So they had all these like plush toys with it as well. And my mom actually sewed me a Popple. <laughs> that was like my Popples memory. So when I got the audition, I went in there and I was just like, totally unapologetic i was like look i love the popples my mom sewed me a popple i really want to be part of the show and you know like you never know like how people are going to react to that but i was like i don't care like i love 80s cartoons and like it would be a dream to be on the Popples. (laughs) so i don't know i just like went all out and i was like i need to book this and um I got the call back, and it was, they called back me and one other person, and I knew who it was, and I was just like, I need to beat her. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was just like fangirling over popples to like the producers and stuff. I don't know
0: if that helped. It may have helped. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, of course. For more information on Cassandra, visit ww